The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. Let's go! It is Talking Cowboys here on a Thursday morning, 9 a.m. Central Time, and we are ready to go. It is Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, the official chip we and made it. dip of the, uh, or, excuse me, of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome in, everybody. Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Everybody's in a good mood this morning. I love this. Even, yeah, even though we didn't get the excellence. This morning, no, all over the place. Not, not. Didn't not get yet. it out before. See, this is the first time we've we've said that on the show. So I'm True happy. I'm happy. Usually, True that's a pre-show discussion. It's a pre-show we just didn't hear tradition. it. Yeah, I yeah. Just yeah. Get it he just out. gave him a sample. No, that's good. Yeah, There's so many things in the break. The whole thing. There's so many things in the break we don't say. That uh, thank God pulling back the curtain a little bit. <laughs> don't like say. It. Well, and this is that's the fun thing about this show is I feel like we all get along like legitimately, and this is not just up for show. Like we all get along outside of the show, which is a lot of fun. Do and we? Do we really? Oh, unlike, yeah. unlike the other shows, do the other shows hate each other? I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, there might be some animosity <laughs> in some places, but not really. I think every show gets along pretty well, but, no, but not I, a, not as well as we do. I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. So we have a lot of fun in here, and we have some traditions before the show that we end up going. Uh, going through every week, and we forgot to do it today, so Heckman did it on air. Way, Way to, to go, Heck. Keep Excellent. looking out. Yeah, I mean, That's a mighty fine pullover you have there. May I see your watch today? Oh, no, man, oh another one. Oh, it's a different yeah. one. Oh, a different one. Yep. Four listen, days in a row. But check it out, guys. What is ESPN paying you? Wow. Hey, listen, here, here's the thing. Wow. Pro Shop, Pro Shop, mm. big fellas, you want to know how this thing fit? Mm. Put it on. I'm telling you, it this looks game great. ready. Wow, it's custom. Are you, are you getting pro shop modeling deals too? <laughs> oh, hey, what is all this? Yep, <laughs> Spice Adam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's not kick the can too far down the road with, do with Heckma's fantastic looks. Um, Read the poll. I don't want to hear the poll right oh, now. Freaking freak. Because right, I want to talk about a problem the Cowboys Nation is having. Let's go. Yeah. We're all in a great mood this morning, and I don't mean to brag it, drag it down any, but it up, Kyle. the Cowboys have lost to Marcus Lawrence for an extended period of time. He suffered a broken foot mm. in yesterday's practice, and the edge rusher, former Pro Bowler, top end edge rusher in the NFL, is now sidelined. Rob, what are some of the developments on this, and what does the timeline look like at the moment? Uh, the report, I think from Ian Rappaport, was it's the fifth metatarsal. Ooh. Thank you. Heck, reminded me of that before the show. <laughs> I, if that's correct, I, I don't know if it's the exact same thing as 2014, but it is a similar type of injury, mm-hmm. from my understanding. From his rookie year, right? Yes, and so when that happened, mm. it was like July 29th of 2014, he debuted on like November 2nd. Oh my. So that was like 12 weeks. And I'm not saying it's going to be that long and and if you know there was also a report that he'll need surgery. If, if surgery can speed up that process actually if you put a screw in there or whatever they do. <sighs> so I I would say at least 6 to 8 is probably a fair assessment. They're they're going to put him on IR and you're probably not going to see him for a couple months and we'll see what they do. They're probably going to have to roll with the guys they've got. Maybe they look at, at adding some help. I don't know how you know who you could find at this point in the season but this sucks yeah it's not fun it's another starter that that 
currently is dealing with injuries at the moment. We'll get into some of the rest of that here in a minute. But just how big of a loss is this, Isaiah? I mean, I, I don't know if it could be understated, especially whenever we we spent yesterday talking about the Cowboys' defense going up against the Chargers' offense. And what was one of the number one things that the Cowboys' defense needed to get done? Get pressure. And, and now this is a, a huge wrench in that one. Yeah, this sucks. I mean, there's, there's no. I mean, we've had a, a span of bad luck here over these first two weeks. It seems like our our first game was forever ago, and uh, we started off the year with a little adversity. Where they obviously have Martin down, and now we've, you know, we've lost Collins, and then we mm-hmm. lost Gregory potentially, and now we lost our other defensive end, D Law. Um, it's not good, yeah. and uh, I can tell you guys, this fifth metatarsal thing sucks. This outside of your outside of your foot. Um, this is on the, the literally, literally the outside of your foot. Now we don't know how bad it is. We don't know what they're going to require. Uh, Rob P just obviously reported that it might require surgery. That means that you're going to put a pin in it or a screw in it, which means that you're then going to have to allow that bone to then form around it and, and heal around it. Now you're talking most likely. I don't want to speculate, but you're probably looking at six week times period. I've had foot surgery. Uh, I came into the to the Cowboys with a major foot injury uh, called a, a total list Frank. That took me out nine to twelve months. However, feet suck <laughs> because you have to play on them uh, every single play. And as a defensive end, you have to push against three hundred pound men every single play. Also, as a defensive end, you have to put all. 270 pounds of you, right? 260, somewhere around there, um, and push and be able to change directions uh, in an explosive manner, um, which is not conducive to having uh, injured foot as, as well. So not only does that foot have to heal, but that foot has to heal and be able to bear the weight and force that you're going to be applying to it and against it. Um, it's not a good scenario. Um, it's not what you want to hear. Um, it sucks. Man, I mean, what do you say after that? I mean, yeah. it does, and there's no other way to describe it. Um, but you know, when when it was announced that he broke it, and I'm telling you, I am I'm, I'm taking Rob P off of my notifications because <laughs> it's only bad it, news. Huh? It's only bad. When I get a notification <laughs> from Rob, I cringe. You're like, and, no, and no. Text no. messages are good. Text is good. Tweet, tweets are Twitter. bad. <laughs> and, and our, our text group is fun. It's no, funny. no, it is. But when I get that twi- that when I get that notification from Rob, it, it seems to be just riddled with bad news and this was this was one and you know I think for the Cowboys man we have to that next man up next man up thing just throw it out the window right now okay, okay. So, there's, there's only so many next it. man yeah let's <laughs> I thought you were about to say it I was like I, I, Rob I don't know tired of Rob Pete no. Rob Pete no. get in there no y'all, y'all not, hey you guys are not about no. to jump me today and I'm not going with that and what, what I'm saying to you is we gotta throw that out and we really gotta be in all, all hands on deck philosophy right now as far as the defensive ends are concerned uh, because we did talk about that at length yesterday about him winning his one-on-one battle uh, and also creating that pressure. The other thing about it is anytime you lose a guy that of, of tank status, you always think about, okay, who is the guy, not to replace him, but who is the guy that we have that can play up to the standard that he set here? And we brought in Terrell Basham. We've had Bradley mm-hmm. and I. These are guys that have to, to step up. Dorrance Armstrong is another name that's going to have 
to be, uh, you know, he's going to have to be lights out. And also the rookie that hasn't taken any snaps, Chauncey Golston, is also yep. going to have to come in and make an immediate impact. And the one thing that I like about Golston, and just as a side note, is just the, his flexibility and being able to kick inside and do some other things. So, look, the defense is shorthanded. And if Randy Gregory can't go, then that just adds insult to injury, basically, um, literally. And in a way, you have to – you know, look at Will McClay and say and Stephen Jones and say, look, you guys have had a lot of drafts to bring in guys, and whether it be your 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 thing that you believe in drafting based off of need or best best player available, this is the point in time in, in the season where you want to see those things start to pay off with your talent, the guys behind them. I want. I mean, does this change the trajectory of this defense this season? That that's my question. I mean, I th- I still think they can be better than last year and still productive defense, but we're talking about their best player. And a guy that, you know, the sacks haven't been there the last couple years, but he pushes the pocket. He's really good against the run. That, that's, that's an area besides the pass rush that they've got to figure out is setting the edge on that left side. And Terrell Basham, they signed him in the offseason, and, and that's something he's done pretty well in his career. But this is this is a huge loss, man, and it's going to have to maybe change the way they play. You know, is Micah Parsons going to have to take on maybe a little bit different role than he than he was planned to? You know, more less off the ball, more of a pass rusher. I'm curious to see what they do. But you know, maybe Dorrance Armstrong can step in and, and bash him, and they can be they can be productive. I mean, Armstrong had a good camp, um, but for this game in particular. You're probably missing your top two pass rushers. I'd be surprised if Gregory returns in time. I'm probably in this little canoe or kayak by myself when I when I when I stand by behind the statement and say, I don't think we're going to miss D Law's pass rushing ability. Hmm. I don't want to make yeah, you might be by I'm probably I'm probably by myself on that one. I, yeah, and I, and I understand yourself. that. I'm, I'm a lone <laughs> ranger. I'm a lone wolf. You know what I mean? I'm a lone wolf. I have the tattoo on my back shoulder. Uh, <laughs> D-Law, as you mentioned, the last two years has not been that productive sacks-wise. That does not mean that he has not been productive in terms of pressure. Sure. Okay? So it hasn't showed up in the stat sheet. I think the impact that he has on the actual field more so comes in the form of leadership hmm. and hustle. That, that too. Unadulterated, just, just yeah. unwavering, just effort. That kind of sets the tone. Absolutely. Yes. So that's where I believe that we will miss him more than what most people tend to go to when they think of D-Law and they start talking about sacks because he's a defensive end. And what a defensive end is supposed to do, they're supposed to get sacks uh, and apply pressure. I think his effort that he exudes, I think that that can be duplicated. I do believe that can be duplicated. Now, how much pressure can we get? That's the question. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that we're going to get to Justin Herbert and sack him a bunch this game. If they ran the same game plan that they ran last week against Washington, we weren't getting in the backfield anyway. Okay, because those guys are getting the ball off so quick, and they have a dog at tackle. So our guys were going to have a problem anyway. So I don't think that we were going to miss that aspect, but to your point, his run defense, really good. Right, the fact that he can go up the field and actually reverse 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 field, get back up field, come in, punch the ball out. Those are the plays that we're going to miss. Not him going around and trying to get a sack on Herbert. That's just my thoughts. No, that makes sense. I, I see what you're saying there. It's most of the it's the complete picture Correct. of the Marcus Lawrence that you're going to miss more so than the specifics Absolutely. of actually having the number of sacks, Absolutely. which is kind of what we've seen with his career the last couple of years. Now, one thing that we will definitely miss is the fact that his just presence brings depth immediately. Because instead of talking about 
Terrell Basham and Dorrance Armstrong as your go-to edge rushers, mm-hmm. you're saying, oh, these are rotational guys that are going to be fresh. Those mm-hmm. legs are going to be right there, and they're going to be right up on it to be able to continue that pressure at a more constant pace. Now, whenever it's not Terrell Basham out there, who's your, your fresh legs? It's Bradley and I and Azur Kamara, which is a much steeper drop-off than what you would have if yeah, it was Demarcus yeah, Lawrence, unfortunately. Uh, Terrell Basham, by the way, last year, four sacks, 21 hurries, 32 total pressures in 734 snaps against or uh, as a and, part of the New York Jets. And he's an energy guy. Like yes. That's what he talked about Correct. at camp. That, and so I think that that was a, that's a good signing, you think, that can step in and help. And that. he's bigger than D-Law. Yeah. Yeah. Six foot four, two sixty six. No, what I love, I mean, what you just said, Isaiah, is just basically keeping it real as far as the production numbers. And when you lose a guy of his caliber, that's what you look at. Correct. Is the production numbers? But again, you understand that teams have schemed to take him out, and, and his ability to still be solid in in run defense. Yeah. And there are a lot of guys in the NFL that don't care. I mean, they want to go for partic- just the numbers. Correct. And and D-Law isn't that guy. Correct. And so we, we have to – Yeah, character. And also you talk about what he means to this team off the field. Exactly. So that's important as well. But that calls to – the production that we hadn't been getting on the other side, also because we if if D Law teams are scheming for D Law, then that means that's a guy on the other side that's not beating his his guy. Yeah, and that's that sucks too because we didn't really see as much of that tandem with Gregory Gosh. and Tank because of kind of the humidity. They just they rotated a lot of guys in and out, and now we're not going to see it for several weeks. Can I just throw a stat at you real quick? Yeah, yes. you can. You made me sad already. From Todd Archer. Yep. According to ESPN Stats and Info, Tank is one of four players in the last four years to generate at least 200 first pressures. Yeah, he pressures. Aaron Donald, Cameron Jordan, Khalil Mack. Goodness gracious. That's, that's, that's a company. That's, that's a list. That's a I, just think, I just think there's stuff he does that you don't see. Yeah, and, and it, run it defense doesn't show up in a stat sheet. Yeah. And that's what, that's yeah. what I want fans to understand. Right. So when we're having these conversations, everything doesn't show up in the stat sheet. Right. Dan Quinn was talking about that the yeah. other day. Everything yeah. does not show up in a stat sheet. I know, especially you know, defensively. Especially defensively. We're talking about D Law right now, but look at Zeke. People want to look at Zeke last week and and, and run him into the ground, right? And, oh, he should have he should have made that guy miss. You know how many blocks that that Zeke kept off a of dog on deck yeah. last week? Really? You know how, many, how great of a job he did blocking? How many running backs really want to stick mm-hmm. their head in there and block and be, and be team players? So. People look at the stats and think that that's the whole picture. There are plenty of guys in this league that have been around for a very long time, right? One of my boys out of New England, Matthew Slater, right? How many does he really show up in a stat sheet? No, the things that he does, he forces punts. He for he forces fair catches, right? He forces you know obviously just fair you know fair catches. He forces guys to take a knee in the end zone. Those are things that don't show up. But guess what? He's a huge part of that team and he has a huge impact every yeah. single year. So everything doesn't show up in the stats, but D Law. And the presence that he has on this team is so much greater than what he showed when what shows up on a stat sheet. And everybody wants to look at all oh, his production in relation to his to his salary. It's that's not the complete picture. Before we go to break, the list of Cowboys starters dealing or have dealt with injuries uh, or absences before week two. Neville Gallimore in the preseason, Zach Martin, who luckily has returned after missing week one, Michael Gallup. Lyle Collins, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory currently questionable for this week, and then Donovan Wilson, who is also currently questionable for this week and did not participate yesterday. So don't forget a coach too. Ooh, Leon Lett got Leon hurt Lett. yesterday yeah. in practice. Which is crazy. Like and it got sounded, rolled up on him. It, bad. It, yeah, like it sounds like maybe like a quad thing. Yeah. Like oh, kind of like a um, kinda McCoy. Like kind of like that. Potentially. Yeah. yeah. That's not good. Well, oh. best wishes to Leon Lett overall. But I do want to. I do want to ask. What. 
Is this the biggest loss so far for the Cowboys, Demarcus Lawrence? Is this number one on that list? I, I don't know. Which one would it? Is it still Lyle we Collins? Talk, yeah, Collins. We, yeah, we talk about Probably still back, Collins. Yeah, I'm I think, Collins. I think for this matchup, I might say Lyle. But over yeah. over the course of two months, Just the extended I, time. Yeah, I, yeah, you're you're talking about losing your best defensive player for two months or so. I, that that is that's tough. Yeah, just looking at the matchup that you know Lyle would have had this week that now is vaulted into the hands of <laughs> Terrence Steele. Yeah, I mean it, it's going to be impactful. It's going to change the just our whole scheme. So, yeah, Leo Collins with that question. Yeah, I was going to let me go ahead and take yeah, it to break because sure. sure. we're going to talk about that Terrence Steele Joey Bosa matchup coming up on the <laughs> other side. And my goodness, we've got a fun one at hand on Sunday when we come back with more talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. Does your Cowboys fandom go beyond the game? The NFL Fan of the Year contest presented by Captain Morgan is back. And we are relaunching the search for one extraordinary Cowboys fan who is a positive influence and inspires others through their love of the game. What was it? I'm so confused. (laughs) Nominate yourself or others for a chance to win a trip to Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. Nominate today at DallasCowboys.com slash fan of the year. (laughs) Captain Morgan, man. Oh, you did Let's the Captain go. Morgan. Oh. oh, oh, I didn't know what was going it's on. Okay. <laughs> I was focused on the read. It's okay. I, I thought I did something. I, I thought we were having. I thought there was a B in studio or something. Come on, Kyle. Come on. Come All right, on. welcome back here to Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, uh, professional football analyst Heckma Harrison, our resident Super Bowl champion and Captain Morgan lover, Isaiah Stanback, Cowboys insider Rob Phillips. He's jacked up. Yeah, I, I like this. I like this idea. I love what it. he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
goodness. Right. His goal is to draw you off sides at least it, three times a day. And it does it all the time. <laughs> it draws, it's draws so, he's very good at doing it. He's my brother, two, you guys. These two at the end of the table are extremely brother. good at drawing me off sides. And I, it gets me every time. Uh, Cowboys offense versus Chargers defense mm. is our go-to matchup today. And, of course, we got to circle the one off the right side. No Lyle Collins. Dang it. Terrence Steele and or Ty Inseki because yesterday it looked like they were non-committal with Mike McCarthy talking about <laughs> so funny. and Stephen Jones talking about <laughs> that it's not necessarily done yet. It's not 100% chalked up to be Steele. Is that just kind of a, a smokescreen to say, hey, yes. we, Come on, we threw please. it out Fill there. Fill us in, P. We threw uh, it out there. <laughs> Please be a smoke screen. Jerry, Jerry said on Tuesday. I mean, that still was, was it Monday or Tuesday that he Tuesday, said Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Tuesday they're going to give him lots of help he, too. He, I mean, he, he said he exactly, set the game plan. Yeah, he gave it up, didn't he? Maybe maybe Jerry's trying to throw him off sides. Ooh. You know, and then it, they trot out seventy nine no and secret. or seventy. <laughs> it's not a secret. You know? no, no, no. I don't see that. Yeah, I mean, no be, secret. Those yeah. guys, players of his stature, are used to getting schemed up against. Right, but yet those guys still find a way to make plays. They're used to getting double teamed. Donald's used to getting double teamed. Bosa's used to getting chipped on. You're saying right? it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't right? matter. You do your best, and you make sure that you are effective ninety percent of the time, and then you have a great chance of winning. How can the Cowboys be successful ninety percent of the you time? Beat the crap out of them. Okay, well they're playing football. I feel like that's an easier thing to say. It's, than absolutely, do. it's easier to easier said than done. But guess what? Hey, you see that man over there, that All Pro edge <laughs> yeah. rusher right there, who absolutely. could potentially be the best defensive player guess outside what? of Aaron Donald. Guess what? Terrence Still or in a second, those guys have help on their what? What side? Right. Mm-mm. Inside. Oh, right. They have okay. help on the inside. Right. So, what do you want to force Bosa? Inside. 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 You, you have help. Martin. You have help. Right. And also, you have a running back who is willing to make some contact. Right, we don't have a little softy back there. He's willing to go and run through half of Bosa's body. Right, so watching last week's game, Bosa did a heck of a job of rushing upfield, putting a lot of stress on the tackle. Sometimes he got there, sometimes he didn't. Right, and when those guys started trying to overset him, what did he do? He spent back on the inside. And what were those guys there to do? Gibson was there to bust him in his doggone mouth. Right, so you have to be ready to be physical with this dude and know that he has a motor. He's like the the new age, better Clay Matthews. He just doesn't stop. He's like the Energizer Bunny. He's just going to keep coming. You can hit him in his mouth, he's going to get back up. right? And just know that that's what you're dealing with all game and take the right approach, but know that you have to out-physical him because you're not going to out-effort him. Yeah, and adding detail to that, man, I, I just feel as though bubble screens in a situation like this on his side and also running right at him, you know, running, run at him, make him work for it like you're talking about. Because Bosa's one of those guys on a slow-developing run play. He'll get up the field, but he'll come right back down. He has that same attribute that yeah. Tank has as well. So we have to watch out for that in his motor. Uh, Terrence still scares me. Uh, out there on an island because you can't relegate your entire offense to help him the entire game. So he's going to have to win uh, some individual matchups. Mm-hmm. The wide nine worries me also because yeah. still had problems with the wide nine with Garrett, mm-hmm. uh, you know, against Cleveland. Yeah. And so it's it's just one of those things for a young guy that we're developing. He's man, he's got to win that matchup, and especially if this. Coaching staff has that kind of confidence in him. He's got to reward them in his play. Dude's got a first step like Demarcus Ware. He really does. Where you, it's so, it's so fast, you almost think it's a penalty. You almost think he's encroaching. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're right. Like the uh, Washington didn't chip every time. I mean, they, they, they there are snaps where you've just got to let them try to you yeah, know, handle it. And you're, you mentioned the wide nine. I, 
the run game, I still think watching watching their their defense, there, there's going to be some opportunities just because there's some gaps in, wow. in their line. Yes. Now maybe they shore that up, but there's some gaps, and especially sometimes they'll blitz, and Washington would catch them in a draw, hand it off, and and, and kick and, both out. Yeah, and try to throw them off that way. You would hope they get Zeke more involved this game, but he might be busy in pass protection again. It's it's possible. You know, he was he was asked yesterday, like, so you feel fresh because you didn't get a lot of get a lot of touches in week one. He's like, did you, I was out there quite a bit. Are you, you see are you me, kidding like, me? Take, taking on taking on the best D line in the league. Yeah, he probably felt like he was less fresh after that game than if he would have run for 25 carries. Yeah, I'm, I'm so again, I'm probably on this kayak little boat by myself. I'm okay. definitely worried about Bosa. I'm not as concerned with Bosa d- d- uh, taking over this game as I am concerned with Bosa and his boy uh, Kenneth Murray. Oklahoma, that combination, that combination scares the crap out of me. Yeah. Bosa by dog. himself, we can scheme a defensive end. Right, one person on the edge is not going to just destroy this game. He may get a sack. Right, most of the time we should be have him in check based upon chips, based upon our tight end sets, or you know all the different formations that we have, crack back and on. We should we can throw off a defensive end. Now when they start running stunts with him and and cross, when he crosses across, you know Zach Martin's face, and then you bring Matthews on the outside, and now he's going against Steele. He, yeah, that's when I have that's when I worry. You know, in, in the running game, and, and even looking at it, it, it oh, I stop myself. The Chargers, uh, you know that I think that we have some opportunity in the running game with what Rob just piggybacking off of what you said, but especially with their wide spit splits. Uh, Ronaldo Hill, their defensive coordinator, ten-year vet in the league, man, is just a great cornerback, um, and, and I feel like he's bringing fresh energy uh, to this defense and just allowing his guys up front to be who they are. Lindell Joseph. Um, let's look at this matchup because is he? He's a dog. Yeah, and, and he's yeah. a guy, and especially with the matchup that we had last week with Biotish, he sometimes has he's susceptible to the bull rush. He may get set in the lap of Dak, so Dak is going to have to be cognizant, obviously, of all the pressure that's coming his way. He would be anyway, but especially now with Terrence Steele and all the pressure, because you know if they get any type of push up front, that's going to draw him out and make him easier to get to from uh, from the out. Outside. I agree completely, and that that interior rush against Washington was was decent. It wasn't overbearing, which is positive news, I think, for for Cowboys fans looking into it. Go some of, some of that is Bosa creating that by Outside. collapsing the pocket, and then you see Justin Jones being able to get home a little bit. So yeah. it all, it kind of all starts with Bosa. But uh, real quick, I mean, they're they're kind of banged up on their injury report, at least for Wednesday. I mm-hmm. mean, we'll see. Derwin James did not practice. Chris Harris. In the secondary, Adderley, their safety. So yeah, we hadn't see, even talked about that. Yeah, we'll see how the week progresses. But I mean, Derwin James missed a lot of time. That's but, Darren Woodson's pick, right? Yeah, isn't that his? his yeah, that was his that gave coach. me chills. It really gave me chills when and when Woody said that because I think as as far as the comparison between him and he and and this guy, yeah, I just yeah. think that. You know, he is so smart and he's so good in space, all the things that Woody was. And so when you watch him on tape 30, it just screams like, oh my God. He jumps off. Look at this guy. Look how fast he's moving and just. Man, his ability to attack the line of scrimmage and also what he does in pass coverage. So he's mm, in on he's every tackle. Versatility. Yeah. He's always around. He's the field. always around the ball. I don't care if the ball's already, if the guy's already been tackled. He's flying in there, jumping. <laughs> he, he'll take his own. He's guy getting out. his number on screen. Yeah. It's on film. Now uh, we had a question throughout the week from Big J, and he said a question for the show: With Washington rushing for over a hundred yards last week, do you think that's the key to this game for the Cowboys? Maybe they trust steal a tackle because they're going to focus on establishing the run. More, especially knowing that we obviously can't throw at any given moment. 
with the pressure coming off the edge. So that's my question to you guys: Is do you see an added emphasis? And sure, I'm sure I'm sure the carries are going to go up <laughs> from last week. We're not going to see 11 carries for Zeke again. But are you going to see an added emphasis in trying to establish that run early? I hope so. I mean, we should as the Dallas Cowboys, we should we should be running over 100 yards every game. Not even a question. With those two guys, with with our just our whole offense in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no reason why we shouldn't. If we if we don't run for 100 yards, if Zeke doesn't get close to 100 yards or over 100 yards, then Kellen Moore, you need to go look in the mirror because there's ways that you can get him the ball. Now, whether that's on the ground, whether that's receiving, he should be over 100 yards easy every game. I don't care who you're playing, just based off of your ability to scheme with all the personnel that we have against these guys. Absolutely, we have to control the game. We have to because. Offensively, the Chargers are going to control the clock. That's what they do. As many big, you know, we talk about it, Kyle, you and I, as many deep threats as they have, they don't utilize them joints, man, as much as you would think. Those guys want to move the chains, right? Their offensive coordinator is from Seattle. He's a West Coast dude, so what's he running? West Coast offense. That dude is dink and dunking, dink and dunk, dink and dunk, dink and dunk, move the chains. And as soon as he lulls you to sleep, then he's going to take a shot, right? So these guys are going to have 8, 10, 12, 12 play sustained drives. So when we get the ball on offense, guess what we need to do? We need to have some sustained drives because mm-hmm. our defense is going to be dog tired. Uh, Chargers, by the way, uh, in terms of time of possession last week, 36 to 24, they yeah, won that. Just ridiculous. That's pretty nuts. That's yeah. a really lopsided time of possession battle for a, a col- or excuse me for an NFL game. It would be for a college game too. Any game. And it, either Any way, game. I mean, that's a just yeah, showing their Madden. balance. Showing their balance. Uh, it does the Chargers, but you know, when I look at this matchup, you look at two former rookies of the year. And, you know, for, for Dak, it's got to be, you know, mono, just like it was last week, Tom versus Dak, Dak versus Herbert, you know. And so this is a situation where both of these guys, if you look at them statistically, they throw the ball more than any quarterback in the league. So I think we want to talk about establishing the run. But once Kellen Moore showed you exactly who he is, believe him, that's who he is. He's going to throw the ball. So I think it's you wish- who you, you, you I thought you were. I'm just saying, I mean, I think – I think it sounds good in theory, yeah. uh, but what happens once you know the game plan and they start showing you certain things? Look, there are certain things about their secondary that sticks out like an eyesore. Yeah. They have some rookies back there that I think we could possibly try and attack with our veteran 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 wide receiver group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so you know they're not as ironclad as the guys that we went against before. So I still expect a shootout. They got some vets back there too. Yeah, Chris Harris is a good player. <laughs> Eleven um, years. Michael Davis. I, Asante Samuel played well in that first game. He did. Though. He did. Playing on the outside, it looked like. So, yeah, but you're right. I mean, they're, every week the Cowboys have favorable matchups on the outside. I mean, they should, do. It's, yeah. their, it's their personnel. But uh, I'm with Heck. Like, I think Zeke's going to be more involved. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd be surprised to your point if it's as few carries as it is. But if, if the Chargers sell out and say, we're just we're not letting him run, then you have to adjust. And that. Kellen Moore said it this week, like, I don't care. Let's just, we got to get the yards, we got to get the points, however it comes. And Zeke doesn't seem to have a problem with that. So we'll see. He, yeah. he, they got to get him more involved somehow. Yeah. Whether they, it's screens, whether it's something, yeah, let him feel the game a little bit, get a rhythm. You and know? and, that, and that's, that's my point, right? Even if I, I do foresee the Chargers stacking the box. Because that that number thirty three, that Derwin James, he is gonna fight. He's gonna have a presence, and he's gonna mm-hmm. let Zeke know, "Hey, I'm here all game long. You have to deal with me." So, what do we have to do? We have to win on the outside, right? We're missing one of our go boys, right? We're missing Gallup. 
So we don't have the juice on both ends like we like we typically do. Now, obviously, we still got CD. Don't no, and y'all chill out. Okay, we still got CD. Okay, all right, but CD does not have the speed of Gallup. Let's let's not let's not even. And the big playability is there for this offense too. So they have to take advantage. And Chris Harris is one of my favorite DBs in the league. Eleven year vet. He's savvy. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to say something good about him because I said something good about the tight end yesterday, and you called him juggernaut. So I was waiting on you to say something about about Chris Harris, but I just think he's a. you know, he's one of those good rookie. I mean, good veterans in the yeah. league. Yeah, Man, you, you guys keep mentioning some of these guys in terms of like Bosa and James, and it's like I, it brings me back to something you told me previously. Sometimes the the toughest matchup isn't the most talented player on the other side. It's the one that has the most go. Mm-hmm. It's the one that has the most juice. And those right. guys have talent and juice, and it's it's a tough combination. <laughs> but when we come back here on the other side of the break. How do these two quarterbacks match up in terms of the rest of the NFL? CBS had an interesting ranking where both of them were in the top 10. How high were they? When we come back here on Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. <laughs> Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more. Essilor on Talking Cowboy. <laughs> Did you turn you turn your back on the camera? <laughs> no. Essilor, y'all gotta kick in. I think we do it way more than we come on, man. I love Essilor because they that's the thing is they let us have fun with, with our with our reads. They love it. And it's great. Who wouldn't love it though? Yeah. Who wouldn't love that extra 
that extra love. It's the way me. to it's mm-hmm. the, the throw the mic away for me. It's, <laughs> <laughs> you missed the Bosery. You missed the Bosery. I do too. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. All right. Final segment here of talking Cowboys. We got to get off a little bit early again today. Cool. I mentioned CBS Sports. They came out with an NFL QB power ranking for Week Two of the NFL season, and both of the quarterbacks in this matchup are up there. And this is kind of it, it stuck out to me because they're only behind four guys. Patrick Mahomes is one, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Those are the top four. Then it's Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert. Five and six. Touching tags right up in there. I mean, if you want to look across the NFL, this is the number one quarterback matchup in the league, according to CBS Sports. I don't know if I would agree with that specifically. I've got to look at the rest of the games in terms of how high both of those guys are. But, man, I mean, that's a matchup we haven't really talked about because – Dak Prescott's going to have to throw the ball a little bit more this week, Heckma, and throw the ball more—not more, but uh, <laughs> throw the ball more, but more, not more than last week. Just he has to do it again. Well, I let's see. Say. I mean, let's see. And, and I was talking about the average for both of these quarterbacks uh, before we went to break, and I'm just telling you, they, these guys throw the ball around a lot. And, and as much as we are, as a as a base, wanting to see Zeke become more involved, I think if this game is even close, it turns into a shootout. Do you see any similarities, Isaiah, when you look at Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert? Anything? In t- I, I think offensively you can see similarities between Kellen Moore's scheme and the Chargers and what they run. Not as West Coasty, but Mm-mm. keeping it underneath. There's similarities, though. Similarities? Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same exact thing. I don't see a whole lot of similarities between the two of them, aside from mm-hmm. their ability to make you know be good decision makers. Okay. I think I, mean, I think they do. They both do a good job of that. They don't put their teams in bad situations. I think there's some other quarterbacks as you look through the league who are risk takers. I don't think either one of these guys are risk takers. <sighs> Not yet. I mean, I said I got to go off. <laughs> <laughs> They're both big quarterbacks who maybe deceptively can buy more time than you would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roethlisberger's been like that over his career. I'd say both are kind of in that category. I mean, they don't use Herbert like we'll see how much Dak does in the in the RPO type stuff as we go here. But I, I don't, you know, Dak's more of a threat there in the run uh, red zone and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think being able to extend time in the pocket, they both can do that, and they both can make pretty much any throw you need to make need them to make. Compared to last, oh, go for it. I'm just saying, Justin Herbert is not afraid to create with his legs. So no. if he feels that pressure, he will get out on you, and no. you know it. Tom wasn't like that. You know, Tom <laughs> don't want to run. So I think the defense is definitely going to have their ears, have their ears pick, perked up uh, for that. Herbert's the perfect mix of a pocket passer who can be mobile. He can. Because he doesn't want to. Right. And he wants to stay in the pocket, and he's more lethal in the pocket. But if he needs to, he can be mobile. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I, I think that's a great combination. I was going to ask you this, Rob. Compared to last week's matchup with the Cowboys passing game and then the Tampa Bay secondary, do you feel much better about this matchup, or do you feel worse about the matchup with the secondary? Um, I, I I actually think the Chargers secondary might be a little more challenging. I think so too. Than than Tampa Bay. If there's if Tampa's got a weakness moving forward, it's it's their depth back there. Um, I still think there's opportunities there, and I and I think where it helps the Cowboys again is their ability maybe to be a little bit more balanced with opportunities in the run game that can only help Dak maybe get the play action going a little bit. Um. But, yeah, I, I think so. I think it's a better matchup. Isaiah? Or a tougher matchup. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I mean, Tampa didn't have a what we would consider to be a dog 
um, back there in the secondary. And good, every every team has good players, but uh, when as you think about the Chargers, <laughs> that that dog on thirty three, man. <laughs> I ain't talking James. about Scotty Pippen. I'm talking about Derwin James. That boy is around. Obviously, we just talked about it in the break, but Jesus Harris, you, you, I mean, he's 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 he. You have to find him. It's kind of like I, Micah, except for, I mean, except he's even yeah. more in terms of he can cover the slot. He can do whatever yeah. you need. To I think, do I think there's you know, coverage as you play against the Chargers. I think there's there's at all three levels. There's a guy you need to find. You need to find Bosa. You need to find Murray. And you need to find James. Ooh. You better know where the heck those guys are. That's a great point. That's hard to do offensively. I'm saying let Coop be Coop. You okay. know, send night. Mm-hmm. Let him let him be Coop. Oh, yeah. You know? oh, yeah. Let him do his thing. And if they want to single him up, if you know our guys in the slot, if they run a rookie out there, baptize him. Absolutely. You know, that's make him pay. And I think what I felt comfortable about last week was Dak's ability to find open receivers. And they have those openings. You saw Scary Terry. He was out there finding those openings out in the flat. Yep. Uh, they play a lot of too deep. And mm, yeah, they do. And so it's just going to be up to us to let our talented guys. Go out there and show what they have. And that's why I say let Coop be Coop and, and find the big playability this week is going to be there for the Cowboys. But the red zone issues. Mm. The, but but we should but we should be running the ball down there. I know we got to get ready to get off the air, but we should be running the ball down there. And the reason why I say that is because the, the Chargers like to run a three three five, which you don't see a lot in this league. Three down linemen, three linebackers, and five DBs. Now they may not run that against us because we're down a receiver, but if they tend if they want to run that, we better be running the freaking ball. And we better be able to run the ball down there all right. day long. Yeah. But you know we're going to throw it. Let's go. Let's let's talk a little bit more about the red zone struggles tomorrow on guess what day it is tomorrow. Save with your chest. It is a let's save go. with your chest Friday here let's on Talking Cowboys. I love Goodness, it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> And we're hoping that you'll join us along Woo-hoo. with it. Glad you've been with us here over the last 40 minutes. Tinky, for Heckma tinky, Harrison, tinky, Isaiah tinky. Standback, Rob Phillips, and Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow for Say It With Your Chest Friday here on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?